0: Your host, it's Timon Carter, David Ma,
1: and Nate Yolong. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say, not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad, who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large. Rap tastes slacked off, no need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dead bod. Rap, ha podcasting live from san jose california it is the dad bod rap pod i am one third of your host damon carter aka dim one i am joined by my man's david ma what's
2: good dave yo good to see you guys it's been a minute it's dark outside already and that uh, seasonal depression's kicking in, but really good to see you. Good to see (laughs) Nate, who just walked here barefoot from Osaka. It's been been quite a while, so good to see you guys. Yeah, man, good to see you. Yeah, and we
1: have my man, Osaka Papa. (laughs) Big Nate, how's it going, man?
3: Good, good, good. Um, Yes, I'm one of those annoying people who just got back from Japan. And uh, just doing tea services every morning, <laughs> and talking about how the public transportation in America sucks. Yeah. And uh, missing my dashi broth, but uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, had an amazing trip. It's good to see you guys again. This is one of the longer breaks that we've uh, we've taken, but uh, everything's great.
1: Memoirs of a <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry. <laughs> he walked in here like, where are the geishas at? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man, good to
1: to have the gang back together. Once again, we have another retrospective episode that we're going to be doing for y'all today, and we are going to be talking about, and I know I've said this several times during the series, perhaps the greatest rap record (laughs) ever made. If someone were to come up to you, Nate, and be like, Midnight Marauders is not the greatest rap album of all time, change my mind. What would be what would be your you start
3: response. with a
2: face punch <laughs> <laughs> and
3: then I would calmly sit them down and enumerate the reasons that we're gonna talk about over this hour to me it is uh, to me it's the uh, it's kind of like my origin story mm. like I have many pithy uh, wanna be wise phrases about it one of which is like it's the album that taught me how to love music mm. like I found this record when I was a, a young man and uh, right when it dropped and I just Fell in love with it. I think its social commentary is really important. Mm-hmm. I think that its construction is very elegant. I think that the rapping is amazing. The beats are some of the best ever made. Um, it just came along at a really important time. Um, I'm so partisan for Midnight Marauders that I don't even understand when people think low end is better, even though they're both legit five mic albums and low end is probably like my fourth or fifth favorite album of all time. I just think midnight Marauders is clearly superior. I'm happy to have the debate with anyone at any time, except for on Twitter and um, (laughs) only in IRL only. Uh, But yeah, I just think um, this is the pinnacle of this year and for me, the of '93, of course, not 2023, but but um, still, I just yeah, but still, um, endless replayability, I guess, would be the the
1: lead. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a that's a sound argument, Dave Ma.
2: Do you disagree? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Uh, l- uh, this album sucks. Uh, Q-tip <laughs> sloppy. Uh, no, um, one of the greatest. I mean, just the way it kicks off with the digitized voice of the secretary on Jive. You uh, you kind of know. It's a little bit more conceptual, that it's a one-of-a-kind thing that you're going to embark on. And uh, you hear these guys actively improving on their improvements. Uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. Um, I think their back and forth is also incredible. I mean, I really like the back and forth on low end as well. Um, and, you know, years later, like as like Think Pieces came out and stuff, it was really cool to find out that Q-Tip recorded this in the basement of Fife's grandma's house. Yeah. So I mean, in the sample palette, you know, the mini Riperton, which I think is on this album, the Ronnie Foster, the Weldon Irvine, all of it incredible. Absolutely, is it's to Nate's point,
1: Tribe at the height of their powers. We talked about Aquemini a um, couple episodes ago, and I, I feel a similar way that both Outkast and Tribe had this three-record arc where they just like, oh, they're great. Oh, they're even greater than that. Right. Uh, and then I think Midnight Marauders is really the cementing of that uh, idea that they just would keep getting better and better. And I think that's why people are so crestfallen by the next album. Right. But right. Um, yeah, I, you can't disagree with it. It's one of those things that, like, you could make arguments for other albums Mm -hmm. uh, as complete musical statements that are somehow better than midnight marauders but you wouldn't necessarily be right right um i think midnight marauders set a standard for rap music in 93 and beyond like it just it really established a particular aesthetic in hip-hop that still lives
3: uh correct me if i'm wrong but didn't 36 chambers come out the exact same day yeah, and so th- that's, that, that's the holiday we should all be celebrating. It like that—that is. That is a crazy day. We should all take off work and go to a record store right when it opens yeah. and buy something <laughs> that day. Um, that, that for two records that could legitimately be considered to be the greatest of all time in their genre, in any genre, to have sure. been released at the same time, come from the same place, New York. Right. Um, you know, two different boroughs, but not that different, and just like to still have this lasting power and yeah. to have still had, um, they still matter in a musical way, not just as totems, not just no. as like, um, things of the past. Like no. I- they, they still matter now right. in terms of what the music impressed in the grooves is.
1: Absolutely. The the echoes of the sound that was created on on Midnight Marauders in some way still influences today, just like Riz's sound, still influences today. One of the things that I'll never get over is just how young they were. Mm-hmm. Um doing this. Q tip kind of reinvented Boom Bap in this era, kind of elevating it. He calls this it boom. Bip. <laughs> the boom bip. <laughs> it's um it's different. It's not necessarily like a showbiz and a G record or like a Gangstar record. Like even Sonic though they all
3: sampled a lot of similar things. Right. It's so interesting to hear like the more raw chunks, especially of a showbiz. Yeah. He took big chunks of things and like right. looped up amazing like party records for the most part, and then Q-Tip's just so subtle.
1: Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, it, it's a subtlety that uh, records before it didn't necessarily have. Like, the, the genius was in fighting the sample, and if you kind of just looped it up and went, it was cool. But uh, Midnight Marauders is incredible layering. It has, to your point, Dave, this great intro, which I wonder, has the genius of that been lost on future generations? because. There aren't necessarily messages like that anymore. Right. I think I, I think when it came out, it was like mind blowing because it's it's something that's so everyday,
2: but you're like, oh shit. Right. I'm sure people skip it now in the streaming culture, though. You know what I mean? Without listening to it as a whole, as most things are nowadays. God know. damn it! God I, damn
3: it! I wonder, people. and I've ne- literally never thought this before. I'm just thinking it as as we speak. Like, do people see it as pedantic now? Mm. You know um, what I mean? Like I, I don't mind being taught a lesson. I don't mind. Right. I, don't, I, I listen to the interludes all the time. Like I always, I never skip the interludes. Like yeah. I, I think it's so interesting. Uh, like the music in the background, the tone of voice, as Dave mentioned, slightly robotic, disaffected. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it just makes it so interesting. Um, and the fact that they refer to her as a tour guide, yeah. and then award tour is the right. massive <sighs> single. Oh, so good. It's just everything. It's just like. Um, this is something I thought a lot about on my trip to Japan. It's like you when you see something really intricate and well designed, you're like, "Ah, oh, they thought of everything." Right. Yeah. Right. Craftsmanship. Like, yeah. The craftsmanship, the dedication to it, um, and I know Fife and Ali are really important, but we're gonna say tip and tribe interchangeably. I think a lot yeah, for the right. next hour. Right. Like this, really feels like Q-tips magnum opus. Totally. Mm. Totally. The sequencing
2: impeccable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah and. You know, we haven't even delved into the the rapping yet. Right. But I kind of want to circle back on low end and understanding that they were kind of at the top of the game then. Mm -hmm. Right. So I sold
3: well on a major five mic album, uh, young, interesting, bringing Ron Carter
4: to the fore, changing
3: like the whole the if people don't know and we'll talk about it someday. And I'm sure there's on a lot of podcasts like the low-end theory is like the study of bass music yep. in not like a, a DJ Magic mic
4: way at all. Right. Yeah, right, right. In,
3: in like a the, taking the acoustic bass into um, a hip-hop uh, lane and just completely changing the paradigm of what people
1: wanted to listen to. And having done that, there was this idea, like, could they outdo themselves? Like, could they mm-hmm. top themselves and to read about it a little bit um, they weren't necessarily, like, balling either. Like, they had delivered this album, but, you know, the industry being what it was, it's like they, they weren't necessarily financially on top of the world, but definitely creatively. And then they took another step, uh, which is this beautifully sequenced album. I'll ask y'all this. I'll pose it to both of y'alls. The first track is Steve Biko. Like, there's the intro, and then there's Steve Biko. Mm-hmm. Where does it rate to you amongst Tribe intro tracks? I can hear the horns totally. blaring so clearly <laughs> yeah. in
3: my head. Um, as we'll get into later, this is like my favorite song of all time, so it ranks extremely highly okay. for me. I, I love this song. This is this is like literally my favorite song. It would be like this, 30 Beatles songs, <laughs> and then the rest of this album. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I love this song. I love the I am recognizing that the voice is in my head part. Right. I love the little scratching beneath that. I love the blaring horns. I love the way that it... Um, Comes off of the intro with like it, it just punches you right Mm -hmm. in the ear Mm -hmm. um, that you know you're hearing something special and something different. I love that it introduced people to learning about Steve Biko and his. That's what it did for me. Fighting, you know, it's just it's Mm -hmm. everything about this is great, and I I think it's probably the best track two or one or however you want to call it one of the best rap music intros you could ever hear. Mm-hmm. Dave
2: I, I mean you know when it comes to good albums it's the way it sort of uh, comes out from the gates swinging yeah. Yeah. and yeah I mean whether you count this as the first song or sort of an attachment to the to the intro um incredible starts off with a fucking uppercut yeah you know it yeah it's 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 a big tune
1: for me it would be number 2 I think excursions off of uh low end theory oh that's one of my favorite songs um, of all time it just as an album starter, like if you played that line for me right now, right, I, right. I would shed tears and get a boner. Like right. it's, <laughs> it's. uh Look at your pager. Yeah, exactly. I didn't
3: know you guys were such big Bobby Brown fans. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. All right, let's. Uh. We we we've kind of gone through these albums with a similar format, thinking about jams we would recommend to the normies. I'm going to arbitrarily take a war tour out of it, because I Ah. think that's the one song from this album that doesn't need any more uh, (laughs) push than it already gets. I I mean, you want to take out True Goy. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. For this exercise, I'm going to, if it's not a war tour, if a, a young person came to you, Nate, and said, ye old head, teach me of your time and ways of Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders, what track would you recommend they peep? I think
3: the one that has to be heard if you're not going to do a world tour and you're a normal person is The Electric Relaxation. Uh, quick it's quick. it's like it's very it's weirdly accessible and not accessible. Right. Like right. it's actually kind of dirty um, but it I think anyone could understand it. You could instantly get into a debate with this random you know non-music listening person <laughs> about what they're actually saying, yeah. which that debate has you know people have listened to this thousands of times and still don't really know <laughs> what what uh the chorus is saying i think it's pretty settled uh canon that he's saying relax yourself girl please settle down
1: i've heard that yeah yeah that's yeah. that's what it sounds like to me it's the brown and blue dress of of hip hop <laughs> <laughs> um
3: but yeah i think um sort of a love song sort of a sex song so a relationship song anyone could understand the um the material, um, the beat is amazing, yeah. and it w- it was a single. There were a lot of singles off right. of this record. This is yeah. one of them, um, and it's it, it's a hip hop classic. If you, if it puts you in that mind space of the mid '90s and the jazzy hip hop, and like everybody knows, everybody who I know fucks with this song super hard. Like mm-hmm. it's just like it's a, it's canonical not? classic. Everyone knows it.
1: And it had an amazing video to go with it, which achieved something that I don't know that too many videos have done since which is because it is a horny song. It has women in it and they're gorgeous. And they're all in like skull caps and puffer jackets. <laughs> like it's a horny video that where everybody is super fully clothed. Cause it's clearly winter. That's funny. Um, but they, they achieved it. And even though this woman is probably a grandma now, uh, whoever he was talking to in the diner, I'm still crushing on her. <laughs> uh, Dave, what would be your track for the normies?
2: Um, you know, after, I mean, since you took away award tour, um, I would agree with what Nate said. I mean, just echoing all those sentiments. Um, uh, it's it's that song that is of its time and timeless. I kind of I kind of liken it to uh, like a Motown cut. It's like listening oh, to The Supremes really cool. or something, you know? It's yeah. definitely some older music, but it's completely timeless and just wholly enjoyable to, you know, anybody. I mean, you don't have to be a Tribe fan to, to sort of bob your head to this. And the same th- can be said for pretty much the, the entire album, but definitely... Electronic uh, relaxation for sure. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it got a reboot. Kendrick and J. Cole did a thing. So for folks of a certain age, that's where they identify that mm. sample. Um, but yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a great great song, great cut. Um, I would go with Oh My God. Yeah, that mm. was another one. Yeah, which is almost like cheating because I feel like that song is close to being a tour kind of played but not yet it's not mm. there yet um it's just so big Buster Rhymes energy you know of the native tongue extended family I think Buster Rhymes has had one of the longest careers and maybe the biggest household name uh please don't listen to his new album but uh <laughs> um, I heard but yeah it it has that this joyous energy and again I, I'm a was a video guy back then one of the greatest rap videos ever with Tribe on the on the back of the truck and Buster Rhymes atop a building, like when Tribe got on a building, they got on a building. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, um, which I think is really just them, like their Let It Be um, homage. Oh, that's hilarious. yeah, kind of. That's I mean, if we're, again, we're not talking about low in Theory, but they they were on top of the cleaners and it it, it had the, those vibes. But yeah, oh my god, um, it's a super big song. It's a bright song. Um it knocks. I mean everything on here knocks, but it, it really knocks. So
3: it, it was also released as a single in multiple formats with like tons of different remixes. So like there's just there's a lot of oh my god content. Mm-hmm. So if you if you didn't for some reason you're like some kind of idiot who doesn't like the album version, you could find a version of oh my god that might suit your needs and like the the through line is that crazy busta hook. Like again, it just lives rent-free in my head. I can hear it now. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. be listening to this my entire life and it's just crazy. Um, how much he brings to the song in a limited capacity. And it's weird because I haven't listened to them all recently, but, like, there's got to be a version of the song where he's got it first, right? Right. Oh,
2: interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. Part of what we do is, like, look for, like, a remix on, on, you know, on, on the tracks. And I can't really think of, like, a super standout remix Mm. you know yeah there's there's a ton of them but there's the, a ton the album them. version is the one that everyone knows right
3: none totally. of them became like mix show classics totally. like they're just kind of other versions right of oh my god i
1: wonder if during the oh my god sessions that's when they did one two shit right um because it had i've always felt that those songs have a, a very similar energy and one two shit came out as a as a kind of a b-side um a couple albums later but uh yeah i feel like Buster's energy is infectious. He's he's you know, I put Buster almost on the plane of a Missy Elliott. Like you can it's a name people know, they've danced to to the the shit, they know Buster. So that's that's what I would go with. But when we're being super duper hip hop nerds and not caring about what the external world thinks, Dave, what's what's your jam
2: if you when you hit the treadmill, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That you can tell. Uh, I haven't done for a minute. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, Got to be 8 Million Stories. Uh, oh, okay. Um, love the way it starts. Kind of dark, you yeah. know. And I think Fife's voice on that is, like, maybe my favorite uh, of how his voice is captured. Mm. Um, mm. It's a little grimy, and he's already sort of the grimier of the two. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just the buildup of that. Um, definitely one of my favorites. And, you know, the storytelling aspect as well.
1: Wh- can we can we talk about this real quick? Why was Fife sat down from the ball team? <laughs> he says it's he's because five he,
2: three, bro. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> he
1: said it's because he was breaking niggas on the M scene. But I'm just kind of like, was that really it, Fife? I think I think <laughs> I
3: uh, th- I've thought about this a lot in my life. I think what that means is he's like getting too up in people's space, especially when playing defense. Okay. And because he's so short, okay. he has to have that like, Pat Beverly right, energy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so in practice. He's fucking with his own teammates, okay, and that's why he was mm. sat. Okay, that's, that's my theory.
2: That makes sense. He's a shortstop, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Fife Beverly, <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's a it's a great story, and I think it captures the the perfect energy of the fucked up day. Yeah, um, right. it's doing what fuck with Dre Day claims to do. Right. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a that's a good call, Nate. What is your Jammy Jam. Um,
3: Steve Biko is my favorite song on here, but since we already talked about that, I'm gonna go with Clap Your Hands. Mm. Mm. I love that song. It introduced me to that meters song. I'm about to say it's which a meters is, like, exercise. It's, it's so great. To, yeah. Like that's such a great sample and such a great song in and of itself. Like in any many, many different situations, you could throw on this song or the meter song, and like it's just such a great um, use. And I didn't know who the meters were before this record existed, so that just opened up a whole world for me. Um, but yeah, I just think um, their their interplay, their back and forth, like every every all three of the dudes um, shine on that track, and yeah. it's it's not like it's not filler. There's no filler on this record, right, but it's yeah. not like one of the standout ones. It's people transitional. People really talk to about my it's mind. a transitional yeah. moment yeah. on the record, but I've just always really liked that song.
1: What about you? Uh, for me, it would have to be lyrics to go Um, the the mini Ripperton sample of of her hitting this incredibly high note and kind of how they looped it Um, not long after I heard this record fumbling through steps pops record collection I found the sample and like tried to show it to girls. <laughs> as a <way> <laughs> like,
3: girls th- famously care about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the 90s. Uh, while that was
1: not successful, I was always just marveled at the way that um, that moment on the record was captured and that they translated it into this incredible different song where I feel like Q-Tip is the most Q-Tip. Mm-hmm. Like it's dreamy. Um, it still has a, a boom bappiness, but um, it's almost like, you know, I'm not religious, but were I to enter the gates of heaven? That's kind of what <laughs> I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear uh, lyrics to go, kind of kick in. And right. I always feel like you mentioned Buster Rhymes' uh, chorus on Oh My God. It comes back in the next cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that.
3: Yeah. It, the, the little reprises. Yeah. Thing where they're like, we know you've already fallen in love with this. Right. Yeah. We're bringing right. it back. Totally. It, little and, and I've always
1: I exactly. felt like those two songs were like almost one. They have mm-hmm. this this interesting dual energy that um that moment on this record is where it is for me. I'm like this really um encapsulates all the best parts of of tribe so that that would be my my jammy jam um let's let's talk three song runs on this record. Which much like a Aquemini, I think you could just throw a dart right. at any uh three songs on here. But Nate, we'll pass to you. What is your, your tribe trifecta as it were? <laughs> a trifecta. That was right there. Uh,
3: you could very easily go um uh Steve Biko Award tour, A right. Million Stories. I think you you that gives you a lot of range. Totally. Totally. Um that's not what I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick we can get down into electric relaxation into clap your hands is kind of the meat of the album. Okay. Um, if the album is a sandwich and I just think, um, it's a little bit more high energy with the, we can get down like that. That song is like a masterclass in how to construct a rap song. There's a lot of, there's a lot going on, but it's never overbearing or Um, messy. It's not messy. It's not annoying. It's very intricate the way it's constructed. Um, And that's great. Electric relaxation is kind of a downshift. Um, They do, like, kind of a lover lover boy kind of a thing. And I think it really works. Like, every girl I know loves that song.
4: Yeah. Um,
3: And then uh, Clap Your Hands, we just talked about. That brings the energy back up. And um, just, like, it's just a – there. you talk so much about jazz samples, and sampling jazz is certainly – and things that are kind of lightly considered jazz, like Rotary Connection or what, sure. you know, what is what is what are they as a group? Like
1: uh pop, Rock soul, sp- yeah, yeah. Like, soul? Yeah, yeah, Psychedelic yeah, Soul. Yeah, Psychedelic Soul was
3: a very good explanation. But Clap Your Hands is, is like the funk. Yeah. Um, and just, I think, really um, reinforces, like, the, Q-Tip in particular is a great record collector and has, yeah. like, impeccable taste and throughout his entire career has sourced, things that are really important and become canonical in and of themselves. So I think that like, it just shows a lot of range and it's like, it's just so important that stretch run in the middle. They're not losing any steam. Every song's a banger.
2: No, not at all. Dave, I'm going to, I mean, like, like Nate said, I mean, you could definitely go right after Steve Biko, but um, I'm going to go 8 million stories, Sucka and midnight. And uh, to me, uh, they're sort of like a block in the, in the album. and, Eight, like I said, 8 Million Stories is like my favorite cut. And then I'm like, how are you going to outdo yourself here? And uh, Suck It isn't my favorite, but the transition into it, I'm like, what's going on right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm still fully hooked. Uh, yeah.
3: Finding out later in life that that's the Busy Bee sample from the Wild Style movie ridiculous completely <laughs> ridiculous <vote>. ridiculous ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see Wild Style until I was probably in college. Same, same. I had to, I had, I like, bought same. a VHS copy and I used to watch it all the time, like memorize it basically, because um, I just didn't have access to it when I was younger. But then that that little part comes out when they're uh, rhyming mm-hmm. on the stoop, and it's like it's so crazy, dude. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. But yeah, the I mean, to my point earlier about the sequencing of the album, I mean these three. To me, it's just like, just kind of the best, kind of the be- perfect example, quintessential example. You're like, so dark, Dave. How to I go This is the dark part. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And uh, you know, as I get older, I mean, when I was young, I loved sunny music, but as I get older, I'm like, uh, yeah. really gravitating towards the dark. You're an shit. Empire Strikes Back guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I totally, I, I hear that, and because this record has so many different modes, right? Right. right. Um, I'm gonna go with, uh, I think of all the Tribe albums and rap albums period that I've listened to which is quite a few I think that this album sticks the landing better than almost anything I can't recall an album where the last three songs are better
3: I love the last three songs and I've always thought of them as kind of a coda yes Yes. like Uh, the the album would be a number one classic all time without them but then you get this extra stuff Right. And it kinda starts with that like sound that goes through your head when you're listening on headphones. It's uh, so great. Uh it's mm.
1: it, it, it just really brings home that they're the greatest rap group of their time. Right. Like right. to me, they're the way they stick this landing, uh the chase is such a cool song. I put it in the same kind of category as Clap Your Hands where it's a little transitional. Mm. But the Bismarck sample um, just just killer and they I think that was a B-side to something. Back in my Journeyman DJ days, (laughs) I used to fuck with that song a lot. And then the aforementioned lyrics to go, um, which at the end, the tour guide comes and tells you, it's over. But then Uh, God lives through, comes on right after. (laughs) It's one of the greatest things ever. (laughs) Like You were like, okay, it's over. No, it's not over. Um, and then the way and then, and that the,
3: the, the, they they bring back elements from throughout the album right, right. it's just very it's very <sighs> it's like, it, like we talked about album ending so many times on this podcast i it's i love it right. when an uh, album is aware that it's an album right, and right. it like um it celebrates the Things that have already happened, and right, you can right. kind of tell things were made in s- sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's like they, they, it feels like they're like, We need one more, we got one more right. in this, let's, and let's it, go.
2: And it rewards the listener, yes, right. mm-hmm. you, you made it to the end. It rewards the experience, yeah. It's, it's one of those
1: things where, um, sticking the landing is important in a streaming culture. You know, Buster Rhymes just put out a 27 song album or something dumb. <laughs> It doesn't it just doesn't matter anymore. It's these are amalgams of songs. But right. back when you had to sell your wares by proving you could put out the best album, uh this song run to me is a demonstration of mastery. It's like fucking uh Damian Lillard hitting the fucking walk off <laughs> series ending bucket and knowing Bye-bye. he did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And kinda right. just saying, like, I know I did that. Yeah.
3: Um, um something interesting that I'm seeing as I look at my phone here is they've, they've uh, redone the credits a little bit on Spotify. Hmm. Um, on midnight, uh, Rafael Sadiq is credited as a feature. Oh, really? really? Like I never knew that. Did, have you, either of you ever seen that before? Like I, I just I just have. pulled out the record to see if it was on there. There's some fine print on the label that I literally can't read right now because I need to get new glasses, but I don't think he's credited on the original stuff. And like they, they credit Trugoy. For his uh, okay. hook on mm-hmm. award tour, which, like, you know, uh, we've talked about this many times, Demone probably a lot on the, on the mic and a lot off uh, about how uh, Tip is a hip-hop communist. And, yeah. like, he always gave uh, credit to the collective, whether yep. it was Tribe or the Uma right. or, like, whatever. And so the, you never actually really knew what people were doing. But I wonder if this is in the wake of the De La going on streaming thing and they're like you know we could use an update on our credits Mm, like let's make sure people are getting their piece and so i'm just wondering if either of you know what rafael sadiq did or played, or said, or whatever. No on idea. Midnight. Does anyone oh, yeah. know? Yeah. Not at all. Listeners, but let us know, please. Right. Yeah,
1: if if
2: you've got you got inside info, please do. Um, That's just not a misnomer off of Spotify. I've never I've never heard that before. That's crazy. I see.
3: Yeah, he's credited as as a, a featured artist, and um, but it, weirdly not one of the writers of the song. Mm. Like the whole time you guys were talking about your three song runs, I'm sitting in here digging in my phone, t- seeing if I could figure this out. Well, really.
1: I mean, Ali Shahid Muhammad and and Sadiq did a project, right? Not right. too long. It wasn't. Uh, Right after the, right. this. yeah. Right. yeah so, so they, they did sense. the Lucy Pearl thing. So who knows? Phony, phony, phony. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
3: Cre- keep it rolling. Credits large professor, which it's obvious right, it's right. large professor. Yeah. Uh, that's why we don't say the years. Um, but yeah, um, I just think um, al- this album has a great cover. Um, yeah, it's a perfect, so It's a perfect project. Tribe showed like their allegiances and their their kind of uh, their their world. Yeah. by putting all the different faces on the cover it's been referenced so many times yeah I, I actually think as a design in and of itself if you told me like we're having a meeting it's a jive zomba offices 19 uh, you know late 92 they're like yeah uh, midnight Marauders so we put a border of clocks <laughs> <Yeah>. all around <laughs> the outside I would be like that sounds terrible yeah but it works yeah it's, D- it's does
1: it let me ask you this Nate yeah does it work because it's such an incredible piece of music, and we fuse those two experiences because as Tribe went along, right, right. Um, I would say the album covers got worse. But I'm like, is are we more honest about that? Like, if Beats Rhymes in Life was
2: actually what you wanted it to be, right? Would you respect the cover more? Right, right, right. No, there's definitely something to that. Um, I don't think. Uh, if the Love Movement had any different, uh, <laughs> any different cover art, I don't think it would save it. But, but its cover
3: art is absurdly poor. Totally like it doesn't totally. look like love. It doesn't look like movement. It yeah. looks like a corporate report, uh, like a totally. quarterly earnings <laughs> totally. report, dude. Straight from it's Kinko's. Terrible. Yeah.
2: Um. But I know what you mean, Demos. Y- it's yeah. an yeah, interesting no,
3: question. I'm sitting here with the full like art. I have the green one. Like they have different border colors um, yeah. on my LP. It's the green one. Um. What I think is different about it is, um. Let's let's go in order, right? So on mm-hmm. People's Travels, it's like a cartoon kind of, and yeah. I don't think they've used the figure tribes. Not yet.
1: Tribes that was pre signature yeah. figure yet, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind
3: of putting you in this bright sunny, almost like um, Cool World-esque like mm-hmm. cartoon landscape mm-hmm. that's very fitting for the album, right? right? Low end, we're going darker, the figure emerges, now the sound of Tribe is personified. On this one, you have the figure in the middle, and what keeps the cover really interesting is that you have all these people yeah and so right, th- it's right. like they're a tribe this is like the ah, extended tribe right right, right. these uh-huh. are all the different people i'm looking at the beastie boys i'm looking at Ice T. am looking at right. La. i'm looking at dougie fresh i'm looking at crazy legs it's giving me a sense of like who they respect who their peers are right and it, it, like objectively as a design thing the midnight clock thing should not work, but it does because I think if the faces just bled to the edge, it wouldn't be as good of a cover. 100%. It would look cheap. I don't know why.
2: Okay. It's true.
3: true. And and the faces echo. You can kind of see they like... um, they're they're slightly lighter if you look at Esther's yeah. Bambata here you can also see his face a little bit below in the okay yeah Oof. and i just think that that takes up there's less negative space than you might think there were like when you think about it you just think of the faces but when you really look at it he is the negative space yes
1: okay. <laughs> that was That's fucking funny good.
3: yeah <laughs> too short is too short and heavy d are flanking the figure it's just right. so interesting Tons more people on the back, it's but not really Prince Paul. I right? know. Shout
2: out to Prince Paul who yeah. <laughs> missed it. Exactly. Oh, bad. Damn.
3: We got Prime Minister Pete. Nice. There's just so many interesting people, and I learned yeah. what so many people looked like. We've only had to count from four this. of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty solid group right there. Um, Don't put a cap on that yet.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, objectively, I know what you're saying, Nate. It's it lives in my heart. Objectively, a little busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but it works, and I think. For me, what it did, it cemented this idea of cats used to do credits, right? In the liner notes. Shout outs. Shout outs. Oh, straight up. Right? So that's how you knew who was down with whom. Totally. I think, again, in in Tip's uh, communist leanings, he wanted to center Tribe as like, Here's this whole movement of music, right? It's like
3: they're leaders of a school, but <laughs> that, Maybe was no. taken, that was taken already. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, on mine, a very young Puff in the bottom left, and then all of uh, Souls of Mischief right above him. It's just, it's just. you could learn a lot by looking at Tajay. Totally.
1: Just checking Especially out every artist that's featured on the Free here, would, internet. Yeah.
3: And they're not, cra- it doesn't say their name, it doesn't say Tajay tage underneath Tajay's yeah, face. You right. either know or you don't. Totally. And totally. like you, you, sit and talk with your friends, and somebody's like, oh, man, you don't know, that's Dougie Fresh. Dude. Oh, like, 100%.
1: Like, I, I remember going through and being got like, the big-ass
3: eyes, like, come on, bro. Totally. <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? Yeah, yeah totally. there's there's people I still don't know. Um, it's like an album of
1: uh, baseball cards. Totally, you know I mean? totally, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, again, the Beatles references here, but, again, it's it's Sergeant Pepper-esque, and, right. and I, yeah. I, I don't know if I heard Q-Tip talk about that, but that's kind of always how I saw it. It just um, looms
3: so large in album design. And right. Like, you know, yeah. in Sgt. Pepper, it's historical figures. These are their peers. Right? Yeah, and right. So it's just, I don't know, man. It's um—it's an interesting question because it's, uh, I don't think they would teach it in design school, but it like yeah, breaks, totally. breaks rules in a way that works. And like, it does matter. To get back to your point, like the emotional resonance, like the high esteem we hold it in, it really it does matter. It does totally, it yeah. does matter. And yeah. then um, the the last point about that, and someday we may have a full length episode on um, uh, the fourth record, which um, Beast Rhymes Alive, great great album title. Um, I think abstracting it and taking the figures into kind of like a science fictive realm Mm -hmm. was not the move. (laughs) And so I, I thought about this a lot because I had the CD, um,
1: wasn't it holographic?
3: It. Yeah, it like it kind of it yeah. moved if you would move it. I yeah. had that CD because I bought it like the first day it came out and then returned it a couple of days later because I hated the record so much. Beats I've, rhymes and returns. I've <laughs> since I've, <laughs> beats returns my life. Yeah. Um, I I've since made my peace with it. There are things I really like about it. I'll never love it the way I loved the first three, but sure. I, I respect it. And then love movement. We don't we don't talk about yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Um,
1: Really good of the family. Yeah.
3: Yes. It's just yeah. Uh, and uh to go so far off the deep end with the stark white cover and just like kind of go against everything they had built up. Right. Well, so right, indicative right. of how I feel about that. record. I, I
1: in in to me, uh Tribe's arc and Q-Tip's creative arc is very similar in the sense that um, sometimes he does things that seem like they wouldn't work and they totally work. True. And then sometimes he does seem does things that seem like they wouldn't work and they don't. It's like oh, um, we, we were right. Yeah, but but I love the the. He's like, I'm gonna do it either way. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You um, know, I'm so, gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> do it, d- 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 do it. Um, all right, let's let's talk about it. Are there
2: skips on this record, Dave? Would you skip anything? Uh, I mean, uh, if I if I if I did, I mean, it's sort of uh, it's by no fault of the song, but more so, it's popularity. And we mentioned it earlier. it Would be electro re- relaxation. Okay. Just because it's so played out, you know yeah, what I mean, uh, in my head. But to say that's a bad song would be ridiculous no. also. That would be a misnomer. But um, that would be the only pick. Just because it's overplayed. Right, Yeah. right. I, I mean, this is pretty much a perfect album. Yeah.
3: yeah. O- on that note, uh, there have probably been a few days in my life where I'm like, I'm cool off a of war tour. Like, I've heard yeah. it. Um, but th- especially the way it rolls in. Is so great. I bet you I skip it after the first like 16. Oh, you gonna listen to the intro? Yeah, yeah.
1: Boom, boom. It's
3: (laughs) so great. It just sounds so good. Another iconic video, the sepia tone. Um, it's just so great. Um, but kind of not. It's this is this is really a not very skippable album for me. I understand people have their preferences. Do you have a skip?
1: I would go with the War Tour as well, and I think in part because um, I believe that's Weldon Irving mm-hmm. sample. So I, I, yeah, you're I like, and
2: I hate Weldon Irving. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like my
1: shit, medium rare. No, um, nice,
2: <laughs> nice. Wow, that was really funny. Yeah, I was not expected that ripple. That's funny. Um,
1: I kind of there's certain tribe beats that I go and then I fall in love with the, the The sample source. Yeah. Right. And so when it comes on, it's like, I just want to hear the welding Irving joint now. Like I, I feel like we've done this song enough, but I think it is a great, you know, if we had to send or make a time capsule of like, what were the jams of our time? It would be one of them. Yeah, no, totally.
3: Uh, Huge hit. Uh, I actually don't know if it like what chart position or whatever it reached. I know it's been played in every club I've ever been to. Yeah, like absolutely. you know, and it's usually hip hop night or nineties night or whatever you want to call it. But it's just it just has such um, encapsulation of its time. And like I I always think it's smart for. Rap groups in particular to do a thing where they say a lot of different places. Oh, absolutely! And so
1: uh, geography check. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I forget. Mm-hmm.
3: Does he say Oakland? Is that the closest? No. He gets so to us?
1: so on. God lives San through. Fran. At the end, he does. He says where places have zones. Right. Mm. And he does. He does say Oakland has a zone. Oakland has a zone. Yeah. Um, but no, not in, not in a war tour. Does a war tour so.
3: have San Fran or some kind of yeah. Bay Area thing? Yeah. San
1: Fran. Oh, yeah, oh no, right. he does say yeah. Oak Yeah. He does Town. say he oak Town. Does say, Yeah. San Fran. Oak Town.
3: Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so smart. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it would have been slightly better if they said San Jose, I but San I suppose home. we can yeah. forgive them. Uh, Larry June,
1: <laughs> on his latest record, says something about, I just left San Jose. Like, yeah. Everyone's just leaving. <laughs> yes. Good job, Larry. Pop in um, for an
3: interview. Yeah. Lawrence.
1: Uh. Yeah. I feel like. Um. I feel like. It. The. The record itself. Um. Ends on a geography check because Tribe was national. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not all the yeah. East Coast groups were national. Right. Um. They were huge. They were a formational group. Um. I'm not even going to pose the. Is it of its time are timeless it's clearly timeless it's timeless um you know and i think at best the best records are trying to approach something like that i don't know that i've heard an album that moved things kind of in that miles davis way. Is like now we make the records different right because of this record um and that was so complete thought out from concept to execution um just an incredible incredible record um, and so we we thank you for going down. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 We don't thank you. Forget <laughs> we don't you thank you. What did you say for going down? <laughs> for going down with us. I like how Nate has the bag. I'm always ready to just skip over him. Yes. And then he has it. And it's like, Nate's got a chair. <laughs> <laughs> He's, coming <in. laughs> He's coming in with the vinyl.
3: I don't even have all my... 12 inches related to this but I do want to do These a quick are all
1: Nate just pulled out like 22 records. I know. These are all related to Nate Midnight marauders. Yes oh, and it's pulling not out even
3: 12 all 12 inches of them because I'm not organized right now. Um <laughs> let, let's I know you guys can't see this because it's an audio medium but for Dave and Damone, look at these are just two different 12 inches. Yeah. Of, oh my god. Oh my god remixes. Oh my god. There's so the many colors, remixes. they nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Damone, as you said, you were very savvy. One, two shit is on the back of this of one. Oh, my God. Um, yeah.
1: Sounds like the same session.
3: Yeah, it's it's a lyrics-to-go remix. It's a which is also two, good. Two remixes of Oh, My God and then one, two shit with Busta Rhymes, which is great. This is the UK flavor and the Red Eye mix, the Master Mix, the organ mix. Jesus. This is very... Um, revised quest for the season traveler vibes. That's mm. where a lot of these things mm. come from. And right. we should maybe do a Patreon segment about that yeah. as a compilation. Like it was so exciting when I found it, I actually found it in a record store in the UK, honest Johns. If you guys have ever oh, been cool. there um, when I was 18, I I'd backpacked through Europe and, um, Got, by the time I got to London, I had, like, no money. Um, and so I had to really, really...
1: Did you leave your wallet in... No.
3: <laughs> in Old Tratford or something? Yeah. Um, I had, like... I, I didn't buy the CD, but I became aware of its existence because back then it was an import. It was yeah. only... You yeah. couldn't get it here. Then... I'm glad I didn't spend like my last twelve pounds on that compilation. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk more about that later. This is the award tour twelve inch. I'm holding on to the shrink wrap. You guys can see it's almost gone because yeah. it has the sticker on it. Um, I've always has, loved that cover. Yeah, it's a great, same. This same, is a great yeah. cover Sick. photo. It really like captures them performing and the the exertion
0: mm-hmm. of performing
3: these mm-hmm. smooth rap songs. This has award tour instrumental, very helpful, and then the chase part two on here, which is great. This is the aforementioned revised quest for the season traveler. Here's some more. Oh my God, remixes. This Jesus, is a whole other set. It has um, lyrics to go, remix by Tumbling Dice. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. This yeah. is yeah. the Electric Relaxation, 12-inch, uh, and it has Midnight on the back, which I don't. Oh it, wow. No, no shade whatsoever. You're scraping. If you're putting midnight on a twelve-inch, yeah, inch I, like midnight. I like I midnight. I love midnight too. But who's playing that? <laughs> it's like what DJ needs a midnight on a twelve-inch. You know do. what I mean?
1: So funny. Last song of the night, or what?
3: I know exactly. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Um, so anyway, I'm sure there are more. This was um, we've talked about this. Like um, some of the records we've covered, uh, they wouldn't pay for pictures on the cover. Yeah, right. this is not like that. Nope. Every single one of these is like a really good record. Um, the LP itself suffers from '90s single LP itis. It's really oh, quiet. Oh gosh! Yeah. Um, this yeah. is more of a collector's mm. item. A quick story about this, and then we can move on. I have played this record as the first record when I set up my turntables in every place I've ever. It's like to. sage. Yeah. Nice. It's like sage. Nice. Yeah. It's audio sage. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um. Dope. Yeah. So um, I even sometimes I can remember when we moved into the 12th Street house, which is where I met you, Dave. I didn't even I I set up the like. Uh, Newmark portable the second we walked in the door yeah. and like had this going um, while we were moving in. Cause a bunch of friends were helping and it's like, we'll buy you beer or whatever um, kind of thing back then. And we needed some tunes, but um, yeah, for me, it's just like something that will always be with me. Um, one of the greatest records ever made, just something that I really strongly believe in. And um, it's nice that it also has resonant messages in it. Like right, it's nice right. to like, you know, we, like I, when I make my um, radio, show style mixes for the Patreon. I have to take out a lot of F slurs. Even mm. in songs I really like. Like right, I have right. to take out stuff that doesn't really fit anymore. Right. Uh, and just with the with the uh interstitial moments in here, there there it just espouses like humanistic positive It's beliefs positive, about totally. Humanity. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, some people might find it corny. I don't. I think that uh Tip and Fife and Ali are cool enough guys where they're like, we're putting good things out in the world, but it's not like some Arrested Development, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wendell type <laughs> shit. Totally, or, like, it's totally. too far. <laughs> right.
1: You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a there's a, a delicate balance. There's yeah. still
2: it's hard rap songs. Yeah, it's subdued, and you know they're they're not corny with it. Yes, you know. Yeah. So
3: it's it's just nice and it, it's taught me a lot. Like I I just like it's hard to pinpoint certain things but just chasing the samples back on this you'll find so much great music. Oh, yeah. Chas- chasing back like the literary and film and Reven- TV Reven- references Reven- on this you'll learn a lot about things. Maybe not so uh, dense with that as like a classic Beastie Boys record but just a ton and lear- you know like it's like okay, Large Professor's on here. He's great. Oh, main source exists. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's just like totally. all the, all that stuff. Um, just fantastic. So um, I, I love this record and I'll collect any little piece of ephemera um, related to it. And I, I think it's just untoppable. Nice.
2: Midnight marauding. Over there. <laughs> yeah.
1: All over the place. We want to thank y'all for tapping in with our retrospective series that we've been doing this year. Thank you so much for your support. Want to remind folks that you can always find us on Twitter at dad, Bod pod on Instagram at dad, Rap pod. and the best way to connect with us is on our Patreon, Patreon.com/DadbotRapPod, where you will find Nate's aforementioned radio show, Fly Sporadic, my playlist series, Dim's Gems. We record special segments. I think we need to do a Tribe Called Quest remixes B-side mm. segment for the page. That sounds fun. Yeah, because there's just there's a lot there. So that's the best way to connect with us and support the show. Shout out to all the Patreon homies. Um, by the time you hear this, you might could get one of our new T-shirts. We got Ooh. T-shirts circulating in your area just in time for the bitter cold. Um, <laughs> but you could do – Nate, I see this for you. Did you ever or do you rock a thermal – and put a t-shirt on top of it.
3: Back in the day, for sure, dude. Yeah, I could get my little Eddie Vedder on for sure. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. But I'm going hungry. No, uh, (laughs) what's it called? Uh, Yeah, definitely, I don't think that is a thing I would do now. Um, I'm more of an overshirt. Dude, like a, a flannel for sure, a shacket as they call it, <laughs> or uh, an overshirt. I actually got a release it <laughs> uh, overshirt in uh, Japan at the Muji, which is their like IKEA, I but love it has Muji. clothes. Yeah. um yeah and pens and Love i was pens. so fucking happy a japanese medium fit me <laughs> they, they, they wear their outerwear very boxy and oversized right, right oh for sure
2: for sure
1: wait 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 just so i understand you're saying an overshirt to go under a flannel no no no
3: over you wear the t-shirt and then you go over yeah. You go
1: over the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm okay. saying
3: how to style our T-shirts.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we, we do. I'm not
3: necessarily recommending a flannel in the modern age, but, you know, <laughs> you just like you can wear an overshirt or a flannel and the, the logo will still be visible.
1: Absolutely, and we appreciate you supporting the program, so uh, stay tuned for the link on that. But, yeah, this has been our Midnight Marauders retrospective. Take two. <laughs> that hurts Nate. Just so
3: everyone knows, we recorded a full one of these in July and lost the files. And <laughs> it was.
1: And Nate won't let me forget. <laughs> way, way
3: funnier and way deeper. And like, you can't redo jokes. So we lost a lot of our jokes. But this was a very <laughs> earnest, reverent take on our favorite album of all time. But someday maybe those jokes will surface.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dead by wrap up.
4: Some see I create sounds that make your ears go numb. Mr. <laughs> see zap yeah, you know how we go. My best friend Steven at the Home Depot. Growing is in the house. I can't forget Southside. Walk past some seeds like that girl did the far side. I'm labeled as the caps, me out the MC with the know how act like you know. Not now but right now. Beast of the East on them, seeds. I have a feast. I eat that ass like quiche. Crack a smile like Shanice. Shit out Jamaica scene, Jamaica queens, but you can find me out in Georgia. Or anywhere in between. Now if my partners don't look good, Malik won't look good. If Malik don't look good, the quest won't look good. If the Won't look it, but since the sounds are universal. Son, surrender, forfeit, did I hear something about a crew? What they want to do, you better call Mr. Babyface so he can bring out the cool in you. Or it'll be a sad love song, being sung by Tony Braxton. And I'll dissect you like a fraction. Or you want to be talk at MCs, I'll pop you like a zit. You want to be the champion, you're more like Chief. some shit. Big up myself every time when it comes to this. MCs be running scared as if they watching The Exorcist. I kick more game than a crackhead from Hempstead. My style's a milk, man, you think that I was breastfed. You know the stealer when the dinky Dog is on the scene. I dare to this to all the MCs out of Queens. That goes for Onyx, LL, Run, DMC, Akineli, Nasty Nas, and the Extra P. You need the it up and down, man. There ain't no other. Enough respect to all my beats. that made the album cover. Yo, Chip, don't worry, none. You know I get the party jumping. Get on the mic and break them off a little, little something. Yo, Chip, don't worry, none. You know I get the party jumping. Get on the mic, my man, and break them off a little something.
0: It's the bomb shit, so recognize me Kids memorize me, every day I be scrounging, really I be lounging I play the download. low, very very incognito Aries is my sign I know that I can rhyme, sometimes I rhyme in riddles Plus I make the honeys wiggle, intellect Is the major, some heads like to wager The skills on the hill, overlooking Dollar bills, man, you're crazy Thinking you can phase me, the app doesn't Study me in nonsense money Life seems to need me, seeds seem too cheesy With their duty ass renditions of defeating Competition, I rock to the road man Yes, I'm a soul man Bet your bottom dollar Vinny, yo will make you holler As you stand at attention Did I forget to mention MCs will give me 20 If I sense that they act funny Limits are abundant Right there, I sound redundant Just mentioning the fact That the area is fat I dwell in the under So honey, it's no wonder That I'll get plenty of tail While I even get white I'm a bank Hitting head crack There, money, take that Breaking niggas off Cut the bank Then I'm off All my nights Match my low hat Beat joint is mad fact, Got the cutter of the box If a kid think he's ox but T and The poetry relator is pimp like Betsy Ross, let me tell you who's the boss. Allen, got the zone. Jersey got us, Philly got us, Milwaukee got us, Calais got us, Hotel got us on. La 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 la, 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 la. See, I like to get down, Jack.